0: My friends, Simon Abort, A-Hole here. And if you can believe it, we are but a few hours, a few days away from Extreme Rules 2022. The interesting thing about this pay-per-view, premium live event, is that it's called Extreme Rules and it actually has Extreme Rules stipulations. Because let's face it, we haven't really done much of that recently. More important than all of that though, what we do have to do is we have to get your brain, my brain, everybody's brain and put them together to try and predict the thing. So make sure you get your prediction pens and let me know what you think in those comments. But for now, let's try and be mega geeks and come up with the whole show beforehand. Now we shall start with the thing that everybody wants to talk about and answer the big question, which is, will Bray Wyatt redebut at Extreme Rules 2022? So drum roll, please, because here's what I think. Yes. Now, of course, I know nothing. I couldn't keep my own hair. But when it does come to all these subtle and patience WWE QR codes, which I have massively appreciated, there were a contingent that went, oh, well, did you see that massive SmackDown rating? Everybody tuned in to see Bray and they weren't able to see him. So we've absolutely flubbed it. But I do not disagree. In the past, WWE has acted way too quickly on this stuff. So now if we're taking our time... Bravo. You're also going to teach your audience the next time you do this, just to hold back a little bit, chill out and play Nintendo. And if he does debut or redebut at Extreme Rules 2022, people are going to tune into Raw, people are going to tune into SmackDown, and they're going to hunt this down on social media. So I think it has been a massive success, but just as a fan myself, it kind of feels to me the time to pull the trigger is at Extreme Rules 2022 and this isn't tied into anything specifically you just kind of feel it in your bones my bones are ready the other question of course then is who the hell does he get involved with because it ain't going to be Roman Reigns because the big dog is not on the show so I'm just going to pull a random match out of my ass Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross, and as we have got there we'll get straight into it because do not forget it is a strap match and there's going to be a lot of strapping and this one is far easier to predict because it has to be Karrion Cross. because if it's not Karrion Cross, you are doing the same thing you did when he was first called up to the main roster you're going oh my gosh look at this guy he is so great and then he loses and we look at him like what a loser he's such a goober. you also do have the stipulation because they're going to be whipping each other so you can do something like that but as I do like to go crazy on these things it's far more Fun than being boring. Why can't Bray return here and have some kind of friendship pairing relationship with Carrion Cross and Scarlet? I mean, if you go on the internet right now and research some of these conspiracy theories, there are some people that have come up with these amazing scenarios that could happen. And yes, they involve Bray, and yes, they involve Carr, <laughs> which is what I'm now going to call it. I mean, maybe Bray White just hates Scottish people, who the hell knows, but that doesn't even matter. And what does matter is that Carrion Cross has to win. doesn't matter who he wins by shenanigans, it doesn't matter if he wins by interference or distraction, whatever it is. He has to be able to turn up on SmackDown and be like, ho, ho, ho. Like M. Bison, I got a victory over one of WWE's biggest stars. Otherwise, we're just going to be looking at him going, man, you really do suck. Bring back the gimbask. We also do have an Extreme Rules match on the damn thing because Ronda Rousey is going after Liv Morgan's SmackDown Women's Championship. And based on the recent TV... I can only see Ronda winning. Now this is going to be a tough one because I don't really get what we are doing with Liv Morgan's character right now. Every time she's on TV, she kind of just comes across as a little bit of a moaner and then she gets her ass whipped. As far as I'm concerned, I thought she was meant to be a babyface. It's not exactly been the best championship run either because she beat Ronda twice by fluke And I can't even remember one title defense she has done, although I'm sure there are some. Whereas Ronda right now is all like, oh man, I'm so dangerous. And now that we're in Extreme Rules, I'm going to be dangerous time too. So how actually in that scenario do you have Rousey loops? Like even if Morgan gets a chair and a table and a stair and the ring apron and the ring post and the announce table and who knows what else. And smashes them over Ronda Rousey's head. We now expect her to get up from the floor like, oh man, I'm a zombie and then just beat her with the ankle lock or something. So that is what I think is going to happen. I think the WWE machine has decided we have to turn Ronda Rousey into a super duper star. And while we like Liv Morgan, well, we don't 100% sure know what direction to take her. So Ronda Rousey will win, and then we'll figure everything out afterwards. So I am going to go for a title change, and I don't have a problem with this. Again, as long as we do have a plan for Liv Morgan, she's really good. Just shouldn't have been in this position to begin with. We shall then move to the fight pit, which Daniel Cormier, he of UFC fame, will be special guest refereeing. Good, it is Matthew Riddle taking on Seth Rollins. Now once again I have come up with an absolutely stupid plan here so prepare yourselves, so, and yeah, You can get mad at the comments if you want. But here is what I think is going to happen. DC, Daniel Cormier, the former UFC heavyweight champion is going to accidentally, maybe on purpose, screw over Seth Rollins which allows Matt Riddle to win. Seth is all going to be like, well that was obviously going to happen because you guys used to be in UFC. Daniel Cormier I am now mad at you and I want to have a fight. That can then go down in Saudi Arabia or Survivor City the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, whatever the hell you want to do. And it does mean you have a star in Daniel Cormier living out his wrestling dreams and he'll be fighting Seth frickin' Rollins. And I'm sorry, you could put a broom in there with Seth Rollins and somehow I'd come away going, oh man, that broom could really work. If you want to get doubly crazy with this, you can get Brock Lesnar involved with this too. That's right, those two guys teased this ages ago. So maybe during the Seth Rollins and Daniel Cormier fight, Brock Lesnar returns or returns for the next night and that's what you do at WrestleMania. And you do this one at a premium live event beforehand. I don't know. I just want to see DC in the ring. Because as you can see, I'm a massive fan. Although going back to the fight pit, I am glad this has made it onto the main roster. I enjoyed it down at NXT. So why not do it up here? I mean, the last one I think we must have done on main TV was Ken Shamrock and Dan Seven or Ken Shamrock, and Owen Hart maybe. I don't know, I'm well too tired today. But yes, I think Matt Riddle probably does have to win also, because Seth Rollins whooped his ass at Clash at the Castle. But ain't no way is this going to be clean, especially because recently, WWE has been obsessed with distraction finishes. I don't even know why. And I'm so excited for this one, because ever since the Rated-R Superstar came back to WWE, I have been saying, well, he should have a match with Finn Balor. And here we are in October 2022, and it's finally happening. Although Edge has accidentally given the game away here, or at least that's what I think, because during a promo on Raw, he was all like, look, I love my family. I love them very much. But when it comes to physical pain, nothing is going to get me to say those words. So straight away, I was like, okay, well, the Judgment Day are probably going to involve your family then. And that's what I'm going with. Because be the fact that Damien Priest, Rhea Ripley and Dominic have gone to Edge's house, wherever he lives in Canada or whatever, or whether they bring them to the arena, I bet just as Edge is about to win, they drag Beth Phoenix's lifeless corpse to the ring. They're like, ha ha ha, we are going to finish her off unless you say I quit. So, of course, Edge will shout out, oh, I'm sorry, I quit. This also means that we can get to the big match that WWE has been teasing for ages, which probably is Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley taking on Beth Phoenix and Edge. And yes, they'll probably do this in Saudi Arabia because they love it. But that's all right. It's a nice story. If nothing else, I appreciate the fact that a lot of time has been put into this. Because At one point, it looked like Judgment Day were going to be a little bit of a joke. So I am going to say that Finn Balor gets the victory after he goes super duper personal. This will also mean that Finn Balor is kind of on a roll right now. And do you remember when he could never win? We are living in very different times. There is also a ladder match on this show because Bianca Belair is going to be taking on Bailey for the Raw Women's Championship. And once again, I'm going with shenanigans. Because I have just decided for utterly no reason that Becky Lynch will return during this match and screw over Bailey. Now, why she would do that, I don't know. Because they're meant to be good guys. But given that we have war games coming up at Survivor Series and you can already see the teams forming and the good guys need an extra person... Why not just go crazy and do it here? And the big problem is that you are massively wasting your returns. Why the hell would you do Bray Wyatt and Becky Lynch on the same show? But we did it at All Out 2021 with Brian Danielson and Adam Cole. So sometimes you do just have to go crazy and book things like it's Reddit. And if we're not going to do that too, I think Bailey should win. Because over the last few weeks, finally, finally, Damage Control have actually come across that like they are trying to take over, which was their whole point. Another way to get that across is to say, oh my gosh, Io Sky and Dakota Kai are the tag team champions, whereas Bales, she's holding the world belt. And if she does lose, what do you do? I don't think this feud has been particularly great. So do I want to see a round two? Well, only if Bailey becomes the champion. So I would hold my horses on this one. I also haven't really made a prediction. I'm gonna go for Bailey. Why not? Which does bring us to our last match. And now that I've done this order, I'm like, what the hell is the main event going to be here? I presume something with Ronda Rousey. Because it is going to be the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium in a good old Donny House Brook match, whatever the hell they're calling it. A good old-fashioned Donny Brook, that's the one. And why the hell WWE has brought back this name, I don't know. But it could mean that we are going to use it forevermore. And when I consult my feelings... I think that's a good idea. And really, I am jumping the gun here because, of course, I do have to film this before SmackDown. Otherwise, it would never be able to get up live because WWE is doing another pay-per-view premium live event on a Saturday. But I can only presume this is going to tie into what's going to happen between Gunther and Sheamus. Because if Gunther retains the IC title, I would assume the Brawling Brutes win. And if we go the other way, you give it to Imperium. So I'm going to have to make double predictions here. So I would say this. Sheamus is riding a wave of momentum ever since Clash of the Castle. So let's give him the Intercontinental Championship. And then let's get Imperium's momentum back only 24 hours later when they beat the Brawling Brutes. And it's not gonna matter because again, Seamus is gonna be the IC champ. I also actually think this has the potential to steal the show as well because every time these two teams interact, they are just so damn good. So plug me in and know that I'm ready. And also as another smaller side, that's only six matches. And during prediction videos in the past, I've been like, oh, and really sorry if more matches do get announced. But this is the Triple H era now, and he is well into less is more when it comes to these things. So I'm going to make another prediction. That's right, the secret prediction that we're not actually going to get any. And we're sticking with the six. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.